Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into the NetSuite podcast. I'm Ian McHugh, and I also have my co-host Megan O'Brien here with me today. Hello, everyone. We're super excited for today's episode, where NetSuite founder and executive vice president Evan Goldberg is joining us. Evan is making an appearance to recap Sweet World 2023, walk through new product features announced at the show, and share what's next for the company. That's right. Evan digs into his favorite moments from Sweet World and how NetSuite is helping customers do more with less. We'll also cover how NetSuite will incorporate AI in new ways and what customers can expect in the future. As NetSuite celebrates 25 years, Evan shares key moments and lessons learned since 1998. He even gives a quick teaser for Sweet World 2024. So stay tuned. This is an episode that you won't want to miss. You're listening to the NetSuite Podcast, where we discuss what's happening within NetSuite, why we're doing it, and where we're heading in the future. We'll dive into the details about the software and the people at NetSuite who are behind all the moving parts. We'll also feature customer growth stories, discussing the ups and downs of running a company and how one integrated system can help your business continue to scale. Evan, what was the highlight of this year's Sweet World for you? Yeah, well, there was a lot of great stuff there. Um, obviously, it's amazing to get our customers together and with our partners and and a whole host of NetSuite employees. So I'm sure there were some fantastic interactions that I um, didn't get to be part of. But for me, uh, the highlight really was the keynotes, um, the ability to show all the work we've been doing recently that's uh, resulted in new capabilities that customers will be able to access soon, as well as a vision that really gives them a great idea of the directions we're taking NetSuite over the next several years. This year's theme was Suite Up. Can you explain the significance of that theme for NetSuite and its customers? Yeah, well, you know, obviously this is an event for customers who are, you know, generally for customers that are already using NetSuite and they're using various parts of the suite. Usually they start uh, with financials, uh, but there's so much more that we can offer. And Suite Up is a theme that indicates the opportunity to take advantage of more of the suite and get sort of exponential more value because we've built it to really run the core of all your business, all these key processes within your business whereby you acquire customers and deliver your product or service um, and you know do this with a fantastic team all in the service of financial success and, and or success on your mission um, if you're a not-for-profit. So really by sweeting up and using the pieces of NetSuite for all those different uh, processes in your business, that's how you're going to get the most value because that's how we've designed it. Evan, another big idea kind of last week at, at Sweet World was doing more with less. And I think that's been a theme for businesses in general for a while now. But how does that idea of doing more with less kind of shape our, our product strategy and roadmap at NetSuite? Well, we we sort of have five major benefits you know when we're looking at the use of NetSuite within organizations that, that accrue, especially as you suite up. And that includes greater insight, more control, incredible agility, um, you know, much more collaboration. But maybe the most critical for businesses, especially in times where uh, the future is murky, is productivity. 
And that's all about doing more with less, but there's a whole different host of ways you can do more with less. And in um, my keynote, I talked about how all the different pieces um, have sort of different uh, benefits that accrue to productivity. And, you know, it's something that we think about all the time, you know, what businesses and the entrepreneurs that start them and the leaders and as well as everybody working within a fast growing business uh, want to do is concentrate on their, you know, core vision, their core mission, uh, whatever great product or service they have, getting that out to as many people as possible. They want to focus on those activities. They don't want to focus on some of the things that may be necessary, but aren't adding a lot of value. And so a lot of what we have been talking about is automating many of these processes that in the past were manual, time intensive, and I'm automating them across your business. Uh, and so the, you know, that the automation and the, the productivity that results really just lets customers obviously do more with less and that more um, is about their, you know, what they really got into this for, which is, is, is delivering on their vision. Throwing back to first suite, the first sweet world in 2011, how much has the event grown and evolved since then? Yeah. I mean, we've had an incredible history with this event and obviously we've learned from our customers. Of course, we always survey them after each sweet world to understand what parts of Sweet World they thought delivered the most value and what else they'd like to see. So this evolution of the event has definitely been driven by the attendees. It's it's obviously grown as our customer base has grown. Uh, you know, I don't know how many first Sweet World, um, you know, over a decade ago. I don't know how many customers we had at that point, but we have many times as many customers now in Sweet World as many attendees. I think the overall themes have remained very similar, which is how to get the most out of NetSuite. Um, and we, you know, give our um take on it in keynotes and and obviously sessions and and um going into the you know we've always had the NetSuite now Oracle NetSuite booth which you know is staffed by great people that are so knowledgeable and um so you know but but ultimately um the interaction between the customers customers and employees customers and partners partners and employees um is is really the 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 true value add and 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 that's remained the same throughout so I think that the theme and the, the vision um, have, have remained the same. The scale is what has changed significantly. So you kind of said it right there. Sweet World is an event where you get to talk to a lot of customers. What were some of the, the kind of recurring themes in those conversations with customers this year? Yeah, well, I mean, I think one of the recurring themes is they love the idea of sweeting up. Um, they're really excited about the new capabilities, um, as well as capabilities that we've introduced at past Sweet Worlds. Uh, the theme that I heard a lot is, you know, we're really trying to dig in and learn more. Um, customers that have ACS, our advanced customer support, you know, want to go back and and talk uh, to the, their ACS resource about how they can uh, how they can adopt these new technologies to get the most out of NetSuite. How do you, as as you know, the, the leader of NetSuite, try to incorporate the, the feedback and the insights you hear from customers into the actual product strategy and product roadmap and, and stuff like that? Well, uh, you know, we we use design thinking as sort of our primary methodology for improving NetSuite. And that uh, approach uh, requires a deep understanding of the customer's problems or the user's problems, I should say, 
and um, looking at various different approaches to solving those problems in ways that they won't just be satisfied with, but delighted with. And so we do an enormous amount of, of formal customer research. Uh, we have an entire department that is chartered with that. At the same time, I think, you know, the more informal interactions that you have at Sweet World, uh, no, it's sometimes we actually use Sweet World as a, as a test bed um, for things we're thinking about, but, but just the more informal interactions that you have at Sweet World, I think the themes that you hear or that one hears, you know, the overarching themes, the sort of common themes and talking to customers, that's certainly going to inform our thinking when we come back to the office and, and think about what we're going to do next. Speaking of themes, a big one this year was AI. What makes you most excited about AI in relation to NetSuite and its customers? Yeah, the theme of NetSuite throughout its existence has been to help entrepreneurs succeed and achieve their vision. And so that's how we look at AI. Is this going to get our customers further, faster towards their goals? And we believe very strongly that it will. It's not something that NetSuite is new to. We've been working on AI features for several years. We've shown them at previous Suite Worlds. Um, intelligent assistance is a theme that has been running through um, what we've been thinking about for at least 15 years. Uh, so we're not sort of new to the party. But of course, everybody has been somewhat stunned by the advances in AI and particularly in generative AI that have happened over the last you know, year or so. And uh, that's opened up new possibilities in terms of, again, helping entrepreneurs and, and, and people in fast-growing companies do more with less, move further, faster. And, and so that's what we're focused on, is how can we incorporate AI really throughout the suite uh, to deliver on our promise of better insight and better productivity, you know, which are two of the key benefits that you get when you adopt NetSuite. How does our connection to Oracle increase the speed and the extent to which NetSuite customers can leverage AI? Yeah, I mean, we're in a great position um, because Oracle is not just thinking, but doing in the AI realm. You know, we on, in the keynote talked about all the different ways that um, Oracle's work on AI ultimately benefits NetSuite customers. Um, that includes our relationship with Cohere, who's driving our next big AI feature, uh, text enhance, which uh, hopefully you'll ask me about in a couple <laughs> minutes. But um, so that relationship with Cohere, the fact that Cohere is running inside of the Oracle Cloud, that Oracle Cloud has extensive AI infrastructure, you know, with the latest technology to run the fastest, uh, our collaboration with other groups um, at Oracle that are thinking about AI's use in, in other realms, you know, collaborating with them and, and sharing um, not just insights, but sometimes, you know, co-developing with them. The, the AI features that have been built in many of our most recent products that we've released that are developed in other areas of Oracle, like Oracle, the entire uh, EPM suite, uh, which is riddled with AI, um, the NetSuite Analytics Warehouse, which we've developed, co-developed with the Oracle Analytics team. Um, there's just so many touch points within Oracle that allow us, again, to use AI more effectively, to deliver more AI features quicker 
and have those you know features work better. Now, it seems like a lot of AI features will be embedded in the system rather than add-on applications. Why did NetSuite decide to take that approach? Well, there's a couple different reasons. Um, first of all, we fundamentally believe that AI is a means, not an end. I mean, we're trying to deliver, again, as I've said, you know, insights and productivity with control, collaboration, and agility. And so in the service of that, you know, we see AI as a tool that really can be exposed in so many different ways across the suite. And the most natural way to do that is really embedded within a user's workflow as they're trying to accomplish their fundamental tasks, you know, which we characterize as value in value streams, acquire and grow your customers, create and deliver your products and services, hire and empower your employees and optimize cash and profits. So in my keynote, I showed a vision of how a user could experience AI within the NetSuite user experience, the, ne the next generation NetSuite user experience across all these value streams, not as an add-on, but something sort of deeply embedded within their daily work. So digging into some of the new product features, Evan, let's start with the one you just mentioned a few minutes ago, Text Enhance. Um, could you describe kind of what that is and how you think it'll it'll help customers for those that maybe didn't didn't see the keynote? Yeah. Well, you know, NetSuite is certainly a lot about the numbers. If you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. But in using NetSuite, there's a lot of text also. And you have to do things like add descriptions to your products. You need to uh, develop goals for your employees. You need to communicate your financial results to your investors and stakeholders, etc. So certainly, as you look at a user's daily tasks, especially in certain roles, creating text is a significant part of it. And so we think that throughout the suite, we can help with this and doing it in really, I think, a unique way. We're not just sort of letting them jump out to a large language model and, and letting them type in their own prompt and then get some text back. That would be really not adding very much value. You can really just have that in, in another browser tab. Instead, what we've done is looked at everywhere that users create text in NetSuite. And within each one of those interactions, we are customizing the interaction with the large language model in this place, in this case, Cohere, running inside of Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, so that automatically out of the box, you're going to get text that's more appropriate for that particular use. As an example, when you create a purchase description, which is what's going to go on your purchase orders, when you order supplies, you really want something quite different than if you're creating the sales description that's going to go, for example, on your website or on your quote that you send to your customer. So out of the box, you're going to get something different from those two fields because we've pre-configured them with the knowledge of how those generally work. This includes, for example, it'll automatically look at the context if you're doing something on a product record, it'll look at all the other fields on the product record without you having to do anything that are appropriate for that text and that will automatically be incorporated. That's something I showed in the demo where if an item has a maximum or minimum order quantity, which is something that's on the sales side, how much you know your customers can order, that's automatically incorporated into the sales description. And so that's great. Just using text enhance out of the box, you're going to get text that's appropriate for 
its use. But the really cool feature is that companies can customize that. There's something called Prompt Studio. I didn't talk about it in the keynote, but it was shown in Gary's keynote, where a customer can say, actually, I want this field to operate a little differently because this is how I write purchase descriptions or here, including here's some custom information from the record that's in a custom field that I want incorporated automatically into the text without the user having to do anything. So this really talks about not just productivity, but agility and the ability to tailor the use of these large language models, not just to the context of where they're being used, but the context of your company and the type of, of, of uses that you have um, for text. So it's really a great feature I, and it's coming out quite quickly, which is great. I think that's right in sync with how quickly things are changing in the AI world. Um, and it's incorporated again throughout the suite. It's not, um, we're starting it here. It's basically everywhere that you create text, which is sort of how we think about using AI in this sort of um, holistic and ubiquitous way. Yeah, a lot of exciting stuff there for for customers to look forward to. Um, another one of the big product announcements last week was our EPM or Enterprise Performance Management Suite. Could you just kind of share what you see as the value that that EPM suite unlocks for customers? Yeah, well, the good news is that we already have direct evidence that you know our some of our fastest growing customers um, want this technology. They they want to have sophisticated planning, so NetSuite planning and budgeting has been extremely successful and, and taken up by a large variety of companies, but especially our fastest growing companies. I mean, we can look at the data and see that those companies create, for example, the most sales transactions, the companies that are using some of these already available pieces of enterprise performance management. NetSuite account reconciliation um, is, uh, is uh, something that's been recently released um, and helps financial organizations with one of the you know most time-consuming processes of, of the close, which is reconciliation. Again, it's been taken up very quickly by some of our fastest-growing customers. So that shows us that there's a hunger for some of these very advanced enterprise features as companies grow. So that was the reason that we looked at the other pieces of Oracle's performance management capabilities and packaging them together in one offering, NetSuite um, Enterprise Performance Management, and it'll incorporate uh, additional sort of modules um, that all work together. So that includes financial close management and um, enhanced reporting for some of the most sophisticated reporting needs that some of our customers have. So again, the ability exists to continue to buy the modules. They've been very successful but certainly I'd highly encourage organizations that um, find that they need this level of capabilities within their finance organization to look at the entire EPM suite. Another thing you you announced last week was Benchmark 360, which kind of lets customers uh, measure their success against both industry benchmarks and eventually, I think, other, other customers who agree to share that data. Why did NetSuite think now was kind of the right time to, to add that capability? Yeah, well, I... I think that there's, um, we've heard from our customers uh, that they like the idea of, of not sort of um, speculating on whether the various metrics are good or not. Yes, they improve them, but what's a goal that we should have? Um, and so 
hearing that from customers, we realize that there's a lot of rich data out there that we can um, use to enhance the suite. Uh, some of this data, you know, comes from third-party organizations, but increasingly we think that the data actually exists within our customer base. So phase one of Benchmark 360 is using sort of industry benchmarks to compare, you know, some of these key metrics that you're measuring your success with. But phase two will be taking data from across companies that use NetSuite anonymously with consent and using that as uh, benchmarks um, it, across so many different dimensions. Because once we're looking at that treasure trove of data from our you know, 37,000 plus customers, we can slice and dice that in so many different ways by industry, by region, um, to give them sort of the most up-to-date, most accurate benchmarks with which they um, can evaluate their own performance. And one last thing I'll ask you about, Evan, in terms of product features that, that are new is the flexible license model. So you said that it's going to start with with WMS, but can you share anything on, on plans to expand that uh, model to, to other products? Yeah, sure. And we again, this is a uh, change that has been driven by our customers. Mm-hmm. And um, this is what they're asking for. They want to use more of the suite, but they want to be able to do it in a way that's cost effective for them. And that this sort of like if they could have some users that use some well-defined slice of the suite that's much smaller than a typical user, um, could they get, you know, much like we have with employee center users, uh, could they, you know, potentially pay less for that? And so we saw WMS as the first opportunity to do this. We're certainly going to evaluate how well it's working. There's, you know, great, really good uptake of it and what they like about it, what potentially they don't like about it, and use that to inform how we'll move forward. There are a variety of ideas about what what might be next. Something like a reporting-only user is a possibility, something like a limited sales user, but these are just ideas. Again, we're going to be listening to our customers. We're going to be looking at the data to see what kinds of, I mean, we can look very effectively to see what kinds of patterns in use we have that might be appropriate to sort of make permanent with a new flexible licensing option. Now I'm here with the tough questions. If you had to choose, what is one new product or feature that you're especially excited about right now and why? That's a good question. Um, And one that you didn't ask me about, but maybe my favorite is Customer 360. And there's a couple great things about Customer 360. Obviously, it leverages the suite and and 360 is about knowing everything that your customers are doing. Um, and that's, that's so, you know, in other organizations would be locked up in separate systems that aren't communicating. Well, when you're using NetSuite, your entire customer life cycle, you know, from, for many companies that have really suited up is right there in the suite. And so, you can give them one place to go. You know, we talk about everything you need to grow all in one place. Well, this is everything you need to know about your customer all in one place. We've been thinking about this for a long time. We've had something called the customer dashboard for something like, I don't know, 20 years. Uh, but this is really a next generation of this. And one, one of the things that makes it sort of a next generation is that it's incorporating our new UI. We've been working for several years with the Oracle design team who have developed something called the Redwood Design System, 
to develop a next generation user experience that's that's beautiful, that's easy to use, that um, really surprises our users with its effectiveness and efficiency. And so that you know we're going to see increasingly see features coming out right in our regular releases that incorporate this new UI and customer 360 is sort of the first of that. In addition, it incorporates AI um, to help summarize some of its key conclusions to make product um, upsell or service upsell recommendations uh, for that particular customer using data from throughout the suite, not just about that customer, but obviously what other customers have done. So it really incorporates some of the biggest themes that you're going to be seeing from NetSuite over the coming years, which is how AI, you know, can help us do more with less and, you know, help users do more with less and, and how a new UI is also going to help users do more with less and, and make it feel a lot less like, like work. So probably that would be the one that uh, I'd pick out. But of course, you know, we like all of our children equally and so many of the other features I think deliver, you know, and it really is on a customer by customer basis you know, which feature you're going to want to adopt first and is going to deliver you sort of the most immediate value. Switching gears a little bit here, this is NetSuite's 25th year. What are some of your key reflections and learnings over the past two and a half decades? Well, we've certainly learned a lot. I mean, with 37,000 customers and growing, uh, you have a lot of opportunity to learn. You know, I think we've obviously become better at delivering the value that we deliver just from that experience and from iterating. You know, 25 years is a, is a lot of experience. We're really proud of our history, and we, but we think that customers really benefit uh, when they come to us because you know we build everything we've learned in those 25 years into what we offer them. I look back and I see all the times that you know we had to make decisions. We made decisions with data and, and, and that makes me very gratified to that, you know, we've come to where we are today uh, by being very mindful in a, in a very methodical way to the needs of our customers. And knowing what you know now, Evan, what advice might you give yourself when you were just starting the company back in 1998? Well, I certainly would give us the advice that I've given to many companies um, that I have encountered through NetSuite and, and in other ways. Um, which is to be true to your vision, having a strong vision, something that you that differentiates you um, is key and always make sure that you're, you know, leaning on that differentiation to move your, your company forward. For us, certainly at the beginning, the differentiation was that we were in the cloud and our vision was that you could use a business application without having to deal with um, the difficulties of maintaining your own systems, your own computers, et cetera, and be able to access that system anytime, anywhere. Um, that's still obviously a fundamental principle, but as that has become sort of standard for, for anybody delivering business applications, I think more and more uh, we've been able to focus on the other part of our vision was you know everything you need for your business to grow all in one place, the suite, that's, uh, you know, being true to the to the suite and thinking about how we can continually add more value um, that's not available to people that have disparate systems that they're trying to connect, what we call the hairball. You know, focusing on that, I think, is what's delivered a lot of our success in recent years. And so I would say 
to my um, alter ego from 25 years ago. Make sure you stay very true to the suite because while you may be propelled initially by your differentiation in the cloud, it's going to be the suite. If you spend 25 years building that up, um, that you're going to have you know, such a lead on, on everybody else. And, um, you know, we initially called the company NetLedger, which was our first capability. And maybe that was a little less visionary, but we uh, quickly corrected that within a few years and changed the name of the company to NetSuite. So I guess I would advise Evan of 1998, start with NetSuite. <laughs> when you first drew up the idea for this business, did you ever imagine it, first of all, kind of being this successful and second of all, still being, you know, the thing that you work on full-time after 25 years? Well, I think as an entrepreneur, you have to have a vision of where you want to be. Um, there's a great speech by uh, Jim Valvano, um, the coach of the NCAA champions, who unfortunately succumbed to cancer on North Carolina State. But he, um, in his very famous speech at the ESPY, said you really have to know where you want to go. And so that includes, well... When you think about as an entrepreneur, where you want to go, you want millions of people using um, whatever you've developed. You want it to be helping people all over the world. So certainly, if you'd asked me, do you think that is going to happen? I might have not said, I'm sure it's going to happen, but I might have said, I think we're doing the right things and it could very possibly happen. So um, yeah, I mean, I, th I, th I think there was a vision of us having the scale and, 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 and even bigger scale that we hopefully will achieve with everything we're doing in the future. Now, was there a point where you realized that NetSuite really had legs that had, it had landed on a winning idea that addressed a real pain point for businesses? Well, I, I told the story before, um, you know, when we, I, I think it, you know, if you look at the early years of NetSuite, sort of, I would say Larry was the proponent of the cloud. I was the proponent of the suite, mostly because I initially had wanted to start with sales. Um, and my good friend, Mark Benioff actually did that about three months after we started NetSuite. And he told me sheepishly, yeah, I'm going to do one of these internet companies too. And it's going to be sales, which is really what I wanted to do. So I was like, well, great. I bet, uh, I bet that'll do well. Um, so when I was, you know, I probably in the first year of the company's existence, I happened to be a party at Larry's house and, and I met Steve Jobs for the one time in my life. And he said, Larry's really excited about this accounting in a browser thing, but does anybody want to do accounting in a browser? And I was sort of like, um, maybe, I, it, it seems plausible. Larry's quite sure of it, I'm going with it. Um, it was probably a couple of weeks later that we actually got NetSuite up and running to the level that we could pull our NetSuite data out of QuickBooks, you know, the data on our fledgling company and, and, and import it into NetSuite. And so the day that happened, I looked in my browser and I had a page, a web page that sort of had everything I needed to know about my company. And the first time I saw that, it was definitely the aha moment for me. And I, I was, because I was at home, I wasn't at work, I wasn't at the computer. Remember, this is the relatively early days of the internet. Mm -hmm. um, that seems so obvious now, but when I saw that, I'm like, oh yeah, this is going to work. 
Um, and so that's, you know, a great, for me, is a, you know, I remember that moment very well. And um, I think the time that we sort of figured out the suite was going to work was after we had started to build our CRM capabilities, our e-commerce capabilities, we released something called the executive dashboard. And this really was one page that had everything you needed to know about your company, about the sales results in your company, about the financial results and processes, about how your web store was doing, what your people were doing. And that was the aha moment for the suite for me. Um, so we really put together two things, sort of anytime, anywhere, no fuss uh, capabilities of the cloud and the everything you need all in one place capabilities of the suite. You made the decision to go with uh, accounting instead of sales, made the decision to put it in the browser. What, is there any other critical decisions that you see getting NetSuite to where it is today? I think our decision to build One World was a really important moment in the company that was very hard, actually, because we just had not incorporated that into our initial vision. I think we knew that eventually um, we'd want to go international, but what really surprised us is that our U.S. companies were pushing us to do that. They were starting to operate increasingly internationally at an earlier stage in their company. I mean, it was the time of globalization. We had companies that were doing manufacturing elsewhere in the world, but also through e-commerce, customers were reaching uh, countries you know, all over the world. So again, you know, our customers drive our innovation and that was a customer driven innovation, but it was hard. And so I think the decision to do that early and to be um, very sort of aggressive <laughs> about expanding our capabilities internationally was a key decision we made um, and, and really propelled a lot of, of our success. And as you look at the business landscape today, how do you think it compares to to where the business world was in 1998? Are there any kind of key learnings, insights you can draw on from back then that that you think can can help you navigate today's environment? Yeah, well, I think one of the fundamental changes that's happened over the past 25 years is that we have less fidelity to these sort of artificial distinctions of industries that we had in the past product-based companies, service-based companies, retailers, manufacturers, project-based businesses, software companies. That's how we thought about our market, segmenting our market for many years. But increasingly what we see is that customers are blurring the lines between these different categories and they're developing hybrid business models. Um, we've said for many years um, that we saw product companies trying to become service companies, You know, trying to have subscriptions and service companies trying to become product companies incorporating actual physical products in the, into the services they that they deliver. So that's something that's informed how we build NetSuite and it really plays the NetSuite strengths because we have you know a giant footprint in basically all types of companies as well as nonprofit organizations. And so the uh, and, and we've always been very mindful about, uh, sweetness, as we call it, and really developing capabilities in such a way that they work across different functionality, across different categories, across different departments of your business. That's sort of in our DNA. So that turns out to be a perfect fit for these sort of hybrid companies 
that are doing um, that have business models that are new and 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 don't and and didn't even exist 25 years ago. And as those lines kind of blur and, you know, different, obviously priority shift, right. And, and need shift for our customers. How has NetSuite kind of continuously been able to keep up with that? Do you think over the, the last 25 years? Well, it helps to have a large and effective product development organization. Gary talked in the keynote about the scale mm-hmm. that we have. Um, so that's certainly been an advantage and continues to be an advantage uh, for NetSuite. But I think another thing that, I'd say maybe self-servingly for me and my team, um, all of whom have well over a decade, some case two decades of experience in NetSuite, is that we operate more like a startup that I think maybe a lot of other organizations and our organization at NetSuite is is well over 10,000 people. We've still kept that mentality of being agile, just like we tell our customers that we're trying to make NetSuite help you with and having that sense of, uh, uh, of possibility and, and, and try to stay very innovative and, and be very conscious of what's happening, not just in you know, our neck of the software industry, but really happening across all technology and with businesses, the changes that are happening, be, you know, stay very conscious of that. And of course, you know, a lot of that we can do just by um, deeply understanding our customers and their problems. Building off of that, what makes you bullish that NetSuite can remain the leader in ERP software for fast-growing businesses long into the future? Well, I think I hopefully Mm -hmm. presented some of the why in my keynote, that we have a vision that we're, you know, that the vision that I showed um, towards the end of my keynote is a guide not just for our customers about what we're going to do, but for us about how we're going to do it. And so these tremendous leaps in user experience, these tremendous leaps in how AI can be incorporated uh, to help your company grow and do more with less. I mean, we're doing it with, you know, a large team of very dedicated, experienced uh, individuals um, listening very closely to our customers and there is no doubt in my mind that um, we're going to be taking big leaps across all areas of the suite and you're going to continually see them um, in every upcoming suite world keynote over the next 25 years how do you imagine netsuite will change and how will it stay the same well i wish i had a crystal ball (laughs) super cool and very useful um you know obviously we try to make netsuite a bit of a crystal ball for you. And I think AI can help that. Um, I, you know, I, I certainly believe that with the advances we've seen in AI um, over the past year, I think we're going to see a lot more advances like that and not just in large language models, but the other types of what's called traditional AI, um, which is sort of a funny, funny term. But I think that we're going to continually to see these leaps in capabilities that we're gonna then be able to incorporate and pass on to our customer through our next generation user experience. I mean, we are continually reinventing NetSuite. We intend to be as vibrant 25 years from now as we were 25 years ago and as we are today. So just a ton of excitement about the future that I think is shared um, across the NetSuite team. I was gonna ask if a crystal ball is is on the NetSuite roadmap, Evan. <laughs> Maybe we'll see. We'll see what AI can deliver. 
<laughs> so um, looking ahead a little bit to, to Sweet World next year, obviously we just finished this one, but as we, we look ahead to Sweet World 2024, what do you think customers and partners can can expect to see there? Yeah. And Sweet World is somewhat like the Golden Gate Bridge that, you know, once you finish painting it, you start right away all yeah. over again at the beginning. Um, and so I'm sure the team is already, maybe they'll get, it's only Monday after Sweet World, but probably by Tuesday, um, they'll be thinking about what's next and how, you know, how we can improve the experience for customers. I know that next year's keynotes um, will include a ton of new innovations. Um, we'll be delivering more of what customers saw in my keynote. And uh, so that's going to be really exciting. Um, hopefully we'll have a lot of repeat attendees. I certainly met many customers that uh, had attended all the sweet worlds or close to all the sweet worlds. Uh, but I also, of course, will have new customers um, over the next year that for whom the next sweet world will, will be their first one. And we're going to endeavor uh, to make sure that they have an incredible experience. We have a good track record of that. And, uh, and, and we have an amazing team that runs, runs that show. All right, Evan, well, this was an awesome conversation. Really appreciate you you joining us and uh, sharing some of these, these thoughts and insights with us. Well, thanks for the questions. Um, it's been a lot of fun. That brings us to the end of a particularly memorable episode. It's not every day that you get to have the founder of the company on the show. I personally enjoyed hearing more about how NetSuite will continue to embed AI into its products. And I really liked Evan's point about entrepreneurs should stay true to their vision, which in NetSuite's case was cloud software. But at the same time, the marketplace will catch up and you have to differentiate your product and find new ways to deliver value to customers. In this case, that was adding modules to turn an accounting system into a suite of software. Huge thanks to Evan for joining us for this episode. We also want to thank our wonderful editing team over at Oracle and to all of you for tuning in. If you want more episodes just like this one, make sure you subscribe to our channel and give us a rating and review. Until next time. You just listened to the NetSuite podcast. Be sure to tune in every week with more NetSuite developments, stories, and insights into the benefits of one integrated system to help you run your business.